Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, a place to share new ideas, speak freely, and continuously find ways to live our best lives. And now your host, Tim Stoddart. What's up, everybody? My name is Tim Stoddart. This is Tim Stodds FM. Thank you so much for joining me. I got a couple really cool and big announcements to start off with. First, the uh, podcast episode that I just recently did on Sunday with my friend Colin. It has uh, already become my most downloaded episode thus far. I think we're floating around 300-something downloads. I can, uh, can check right now, pop up my computer. We got... Uh, yeah, 312. We got 312 downloads and 513 so far, uh, just in the month of November. So obviously that episode was a big deal for me. And, uh, it, it got me really excited because I always wanted to kind of have like an interview type format, but I was always a little bit reluctant because I don't necessarily like those Skype type interviews where you can tell that one person is like at a computer behind the mic and another one is like on a cell phone or or going through uh, their laptop on Skype and I don't know if I'm going to have those interview type styles I want to be able to sit down with somebody and look at them and talk to them and kind of feed off of each other and it it seemed like Colin and I kind of hit that stride so he and I are going to do our best to be able to do one of those episodes every third every Sunday excuse me um, every Thursday, I think I'm probably going to come into the office and just do a, uh, a little bit of a monologue, go over some cool stories that I found, and we're just going to keep moving with that. So thank you to everybody that shared the podcast. Thank you to everyone that listened to it on iTunes. I really appreciate you guys. I know that you're probably sick of hearing me say thank you, but I'm going to continue to say thank you uh, as long as I do this. One more thing before I get started. <clears throat> I'm very happy to announce that a uh, new department of my marketing agency is officially launched. So Stadzi Media, S-T-O-D-Z-Y, StadziMedia.com is up for business. And I'll tell you a little bit about why I decided to make this uh, sub-department of my agency. And the reason is because we're a premier marketing agency. We are not cheap by any means and everything that we do is very customized and what was happening is over time i was getting more and more inquiries from small businesses and you know look i'm a i'm a practical person it doesn't make sense for a small business to pay the kind of money that a big company with like an actual marketing department and set aside budget for digital marketing in particular can pay. And I was starting to really feel bad about that because I was seeing a lot of these small businesses kind of left, just sort of left in a shitty spot and they didn't know exactly what to do. And I saw a real kind of hole in the market because there's a big gap. There's either you can't afford a real premier agency like Stadzi Internet Marketing or Uh, you're kind of stuck with just the super lower end of the spectrum and you end up making a website on Squarespace or Wix and another one of those piece of shit platforms and you never really get anywhere. So Stadzi Media is the marketing department behind um, what I think I'm going to call Stadzi Local. I'm I'm not really sure yet. I'm just kind of starting with the business model. But what we've done 
is we've put together a few packages that translate very well into small business marketing. So this means local type search. So if you have a brick and mortar business, you know, let's say you have a, um, a bakery, we're, we're working with a bakery right down the street, you know, one of the best ways that they can get started is by creating a local business page, and getting reviews, and filling out their business page um, in a very specific way so that it ranks in the search engines. And that's the kind of search that people see uh, when the map pops up, especially on your cell phone. So if you pick up your cell phone and you go to Google and you just search something like restaurants in whatever town, and you know how uh, you get the little map and you get those little red pins and you get a couple options that you can call directly from there or you can go right to your website. That's like a very, very effective method uh, for local businesses. And, and that's part of what we're going to do. So it gets a little bit deeper than that. Obviously, I've worked really, really hard to kind of put some of these proposals together. And that also goes with uh, what we're calling Stodzy themes. So we made it so that we we customized a few theme templates that run on WordPress, which is a platform to build a website. So that if you only have, you know, let's say a thousand to $2,000 to build a website, and you're not working with like this huge budget where you can customize the whole thing. We built a middle of the road so that we can lay these themes on there, set a bit of a groundwork and still have the ability to make some custom changes. And again, you're not stuck with either using Wix or Squarespace or one of those really just not good platforms for building a website. So the longer this goes on, I'll explain it to you guys more and more. Just know if you have any questions, you can reach out to me, Tim at Stodzy, S-T-O-D-Z-Y dot com. Uh, and to start it off, we're giving off free web audits. So if you already have a website in your local business, just go to stodzymedia.com. You'll see in the sidebar, there's a little red, um, I think it's red. It's like an orangish, yellow, red <laughs> color. Uh, and you can fill out your information, give us the website, and we're going to run an audit on it. And we'll do it for free and we'll send it to you. There's, there's no pressure to sign up with us. There's no pressure to become a client. Uh, we just want to kind of get started and do our best to help. So with that all being said, let's get right to it. I got three really, really interesting stories. Um, basically, all of them this week are going to be in the tech slash marketing sphere and um, also dealing with some companies. So I'm just going to get right into it. I found this really cool story about Musical.ly. A lot of people don't know about the smartphone app musically it's super super popular amongst young kids and i'm talking about i don't even know what the generation is younger than millennials so like 14 year olds to 18 year olds maybe even some 20 year olds i've seen a couple of my friends using it personally this app drives me nuts i think it's like the most ridiculous shit when you see these people using the app in uh in public but what it is it's a lip syncing app so you can play songs and you can hold the cell phone in front of you and you can lip sync it to it. And then it dubs the music over it and you have this like little lip syncing video. And I've browsed on it a few times. I will say some of these people are pretty talented because they, you know, make choreography and, and dance routines to it. And, uh, and they get creative. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting jaded to the whole entire social media craze and all the different ways that people are 
fighting for attention. And if you want, I, I wrote a really good blog post yesterday about attention and social media and um, how it's obviously harmful in a lot of ways, but more specifically can be a waste of time in terms of growing your business. So I'll link that uh, to the show notes as well, because when I see this app, I, I kind of see the same thing. There's no real like value behind it. You're not you're not adding anything to anybody's lives, but it's getting bought. So Musical.ly is obviously a big deal. We got here on Friday, Tao Tio. It's a, it's a Chinese word, so I'm so sorry. Tao Tio, a news app owned by a Chinese tech giant, Bytedance, bought the hit tween lip-syncing app, Music.ly. You call it Musical.ly. If you want to check it out, it's Musical. Dotly for an undisclosed price ranging between eight hundred million and one billion dollars. Axios reported that the unicorn deal was very competitive, and Tatio hopes that acquiring the lip syncing app will help them compete in the Chinese tech trinity of Alibaba, Tencent, and Baudu. If you don't know those three companies, research them. They're really fascinating. They make Amazon look like a little especially Alibaba. I think it's the biggest tech company in the world. I'm not sure, but it's interesting. So what do we got? In case you didn't know, Musical.ly is super popular. The do-it-yourself music video app that allows people to create short Vine-like videos took tween attention spans by storm in 2014 and hasn't skipped a beat since. Growing to over 200 million users, or musers as they're called, Musical.ly has been growing among the top 100 apps in the App Store since its release. I think at one point it even got up to number 18. Um, and it has over 60 million viewers. So what is Musical.ly getting out of this? Other than making the straight-up unicorn cash, Tatuo brings their gargantuan Chinese Uber base to the fan time. Sans talent tool that looks to be more than just a trend. Musical.ly reported, reportedly has had a tough time finding their audience in China and its founders hope its acquisition will help it find its footing in the Asian markets. All in all, brands are helping brands, companies are helping companies, news is helping music, music is helping news, fake news, and all for the sake of content. It's a cool article that we found here. I think it'll work. Um... The, the Chinese are probably a little bit more into their cell phones than Americans are. I don't even know how that's possible, but I think they are. So I'm sure, I'm sure Musical.ly is going to take off. All right, what do we got next? Branded podcasts are the new branded blogs. This was a really, really great article. And, and it's important because it has a lot to do with the so what happened with blogging there used to be a time when you could create a blog and you could just sell ads on that blog and you could get enough traffic that the ads would monetize and could really provide a good business for you but google adwords is notoriously bad at paying and people became less and less interested on clicking on banner ads so 
the reaction to that was very similar. It was it was me. I was a direct reaction to that. So people started creating their blogs with the intention of using the content itself to actually sell products or sell services. So instead of selling advertisement, what you're doing is you're using the content to promote your own shit. And, uh, and that's great. I think it's a way more transparent business model. I think it's a way that weeds out a lot of the clickbait and weeds out a lot of the nonsense that we see on the internet. The problem has been that there are just so many blogs out there that it's getting harder and harder to get people to really come to your website and pay attention. Luckily for me, um, because there were so many blogs, there's actually been like a dip in the amount of writers, online writers recently. And uh, it's been working out for me. But, excuse me, on that note, brands are creating their own podcasts with the methodology of just that. And a perfect example is Walmart. Walmart Radio. So what do we got here? The podcast craze is showing no signs of slowing. This year, 112 million Americans and nearly half of those age 12 or older will listen to one. And industry ad revenue is up 85%. Now in a in a bid to create cult-like followings around their brands, large corporations are launching their own audio shows. Earlier this year, Walmart announced it would produce its own podcast. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. <coughs> Earlier this year, Walmart announced it would produce its own podcast, Outside the Box, focusing on sustainability, American manufacturing, and the workforce of the future. It was so popular, they're now working on a second season. This past summer, eBay's Open for Business podcast, co-produced with Gimlet, took on the number one spot on iTunes, business podcast list, and GE's sci-fi show, The Message, generated millions of downloads. My goodness. Many of these branded podcasts are far removed from the products or services these companies are actually selling. But we're now in an age where the line between ads and media is rapidly blurring. So this kind of subliminal content is par for the course. And that, that's basically exactly what I just explained to you. It's also a smart move. Podcasts tend to reach a desirable demographic, young, upwardly mobile professionals at a particularly desirable time, aka their commutes. That means they're average listener has money and attention to spend the marketer's holy grail. Another great advantage to podcasts is that they're very personal. So when you build a podcast audience, that audience feels very engaged to you. And uh, I, I, I can attest to this personally, the podcast that I listen to, I'm like a fan of that person. You know, I, I'm familiar with their voice and uh, I've heard stories about them and they've told me stories and it's, it, you just really build like a personal bond. So when you, when a podcast is advertising or telling you about a product, like there's a lot more uh, coherent trust associated with that as opposed to just kind of seeing something on a website that like you may never go to again. And for that reason, again, I think that's another good reason why big brands are getting involved. All right, the last story of the day. I thought this was really cool. Spotify thinks corporate holidays are so passe. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
says Spotify, which is one of my all-time favorite things that's ever happened, ever. Um, in case you don't know, Spotify is a, a digital music streaming app. The music streaming titan has decided to allow their employees to choose their own holidays instead of forcing them to adhere to taking off the usual sanctioned public holidays. If an employee wants to swap days off for Christmas in order to celebrate Yom Kippur or any other cultural holiday, then he or she is free to do so. This is great. I think this is really cool. As like a business owner myself, I know that it gets... It, it, it feels weird sometimes giving the days off that usually revolve around Christmas. And, you know, I'm not like a religious person. I do celebrate Christmas, but I celebrate it almost as just a, uh, I don't know, like a family holiday and a whole lot less as the uh, religious holiday that like it was originally meant to be. So to see this is, is really cool. And I think it's a smart move because I think that I think that the more diverse we all get, the more differences we're going to see and and nuances we're going to see. So, you know, if if somebody is celebrating a different holiday and those dates line up, I want to make sure that those people can spend time with their family in the way that they choose to do so. So I think it's cool. I don't think it's really like that big of a deal. God forbid, I hope we don't see any bring Christ back in Christmas people. They're, they're like, oh my goodness, that's the most delusional thing I've ever seen. All right, so what else we got? According to Spotify's HR blog, I'll uh, link that blog in the show notes. The policy has been implemented in order to challenge cultural norms and give employees more flexibility and freedom. The company has close to 3,500 employees and over... 90 nationalities spread amongst their offices throughout the world. And this policy should help to break new ground in the ongoing quest for corporate wokeness. <laughs> That's funny. Obviously, this is a whole nother monster. 3,500 employees from all across the world. I mean, I have 12 employees and I know that I have a few belief systems in here. So... I think after this, we're going to see other companies kind of just adopt this policy pretty rapidly. Spotify has a long has long led the pack in flexibility, and while studies have been mixed on things like unlimited vacation, this rule seems to find a very happy and inclusive medium. Basically, Spotify has been putting companies to shame with their music-loving, chill vibe, forward-thinking office culture for some time now. They even have an in-office jam sessions. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I don't know. I don't even really think, again, that this has to be, like, that big of a deal. It just seems kind of like a common sense thing. Like, sure, um, spend spend the holidays how you want to. Everybody, I guess, gets, like, a designated time off. And for a a company like Spotify that's so spread uh, across the world and probably has, like, a lot of digital employees anyway, a lot of people that maybe work from home or can work from coffee shops or that that freelance on their own time, like, there's no reason not not to go ahead with that. So, I like it. I'm a fan. Uh, yeah, so, that's all we got. That is all we got, ladies and gentlemen. I want to interview more people. 
I want to in- interview cool people. People that have something to say. You don't have to agree with me, by the way. I'm pretty socially liberal. I'm sort of middle of the road when it comes to fiscal beliefs. Uh, I live my life on a don't be a dick concept. And if you and I think that we can have an intelligent conversation that isn't so one-sided, no, you're right, or no, I'm right, no, you're wrong, you're an asshole type thing, then I would love, love to get a bunch of different uh, viewpoints and a bunch of different thought processes in here and we can go back and forth and maybe together we can influence culture in a positive progressive way so let's do it hit me up guys tim t-i-m at stodzy.com really really appreciate you please go to itunes leave a rating subscribe means the world to me i'll talk to you guys next time peace out